Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool! Or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire, and we are so excited to tell you about our very first sponsor, StartPlaying.Games. First of all, I want to say if you want to sponsor any of our shows, please reach out to us at therpgempire.sponsor at gmail.com. Once again, that's therpgempire.sponsor at gmail.com. So now on to the sponsor. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about startplaying.games. It's a website to help you find other people to play games with. But the really cool thing about it is that there are a ton of professional DMs up there, and they are super excited to make sure you get an awesome experience every week. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely check out StartPlaying.Games. And on top of that, I'm running three awesome games up there right now that you can check out. One of them is a Getting Started with Monster of the Week and Powered by the Apocalypse games. The second one is a Monster of the Week game about hunting superheroes who've gone rogue, like The Boys, Powers, or Watchmen. And the third game is a Star Wars Powered by the Apocalypse game set after Order 66 and before A New Hope. So if any of those sound interesting, definitely check out the links in the description. And don't forget to check out StartPlaying.Games. So with that said, now on to the show. Previously on Strangers in the Pines. Sheriff, Sheriff Stone, what what are you doing at the radio station? Where where's 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 Mr. Fox? Where is Murdoch Fox? The Sheriff Fox is I mean I'm I'm not really sure about that, Danny, and well you know I'm here. I'm always here. Uh no. No, you're not. I don't I don't remember you ever actually being on the radio. Were you following me? Are you... What's, what is your name? Lucas? What's your name? And I give him a weird look. My name is Danny. Uh, do you... 
Do you have weird powers that you can like turn into to big monsters? Not what if what if they're recording, dude? You're okay. You you seem a little confused. Uh, more than a more than a bit. More than a bit. Um, we got a call. You're looking for your parents. You can't find them. I uh, yeah. My my. Well, I the, the loose calves. You know the loose calves. I uh, can't say that I do. Um, do you have a picture of them? Actually, I think I do. Um, uh, yeah, and she kind of looks at it and looks up at you and then looks at it again and she goes, I know who your parents are, just give me a moment. And she kind of gives you the picture back and sort of gives you a smile and, and walks away. Your father opens the front door. You are greeted by the same maid that you saw in the Woodmore Manor. And she goes, Oh, uh, welcome back, uh, Miss Coughlin, Mr. Coughlin, Mistress Coughlin. And kind of gives you a nod. Uh-huh. Hi guys, I'm Isaac the Deep of Strangers in the Pines, an actual play roleplay podcast using Monster of the Week rules. Inspired by things like Gravity Falls, Stranger Things, and Twin Peaks. Let's begin. Hey, there's a town called Pine Forge. You heard of it? Yeah, it's nestled in the heart of the Blackwood National Park in Northeast Oregon. <laughs> the town seems small and quaint at first, but if you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you realize something strange is brewing under the surface and in the pines that surround the town. This story follows four unusual high school students that we marked as they try to unravel the mysteries of the strangers in the pines. Lucas and Danny, you all set off from the radio station back towards Lucas's house, and you guys, after running a bit, have started to notice some things about the town that are a little bit different. While the Pine Forge that you're used to is mostly comprised of older brick building, brick and or log buildings built quite a quite a long time ago, um, when this when this place was first settled, you are now running through a small little metropolitan areas, and you see new buildings made of the more modern glass and steel. You see people driving and, and, you know, you're used to mud-stained pickups and other things. You see people now driving small, smaller cars, things that you have definitely recognized from your time going through L.A. and the cities. And it is, it's strange. Danny, you're not really, you haven't been anywhere before. This is weird. You're, you're, you do, this is not what you remember. This does not look like Pine Forge, except you think, you see things like the Pine Forge Library in Town Hall. And, are there uh, are there anything is there are there things that Danny can at least pick up on where he knows where he is? Yeah, oh yeah. No, no, no. All the same landmarks that you're used to are well, most of the same landmarks that you are used to are there like you you pass by and you see like duck duck juice and you're running down and you see your your school kind of down this street. You see the library, you see you see, you know, all the buildings that you have associated with landmarks is just now some places that were either abandoned or were all our, were smaller businesses have been changed and are now uh, replaced by these sort of modern or, or mixed sort of structures. Okay, so is Duck Duck Juice all modernized like an Apple version? Uh, yeah, it's literally, no, what it is, it's, it's literally this giant, giant metallic... Uh, metallic apple with the apple with this like monochrome so- sign on it that just reads duck duck juice and like aerial font <laughs> okay uh hey uh hey danny you want this is really weird do you want to get a duck duck juice though I-, I don't i don't understand i don't understand everything's different why is everything different uh i think we just hit our heads in that explosion probably this so this you're is- saying you're saying that 
we hit our heads and and that we were experiencing reality incorrectly before and this is what reality actually looks like i don't think that makes sense possible that doesn't make sense lucas that's that sounds like something Dottie would say (laughs) it's true i mean i have a much more outlandish idea but i i mean i lean in close and i'm like i think i mean you you seem like like back to the future right where they like go through time and suddenly there's like a whole different i don't know spin-off of like their timeline Somehow, I think when we went through that portal, something happened, and now we're in a different Pine Forge. But I guess that I, makes more sense. That that makes that makes sense. So I don't know. I mean, it's super duper crazy. But we did just go through a portal. So I don't know how crazy is that. I I don't know, man. It's possible. So let's not like. Yes talk to too many people i don't want to like i don't i don't even know bro and like what if there's other us walking around maybe we should like disguise ourselves that that would that would blow that would blow danny's mind just the idea of like them walking around like like danny danny goes into a little bit of a state where you see him like thinking really really hard and uh, like as danny starts to think uh can you roll me premonitions please Oh damn! I got a ten. You got a ten? Yeah. On a on a ten plus, I get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. I take plus one forward to prevent it coming true. Mark experience if I stop it. Okay. All right. Um. So you're kind of sitting there and you're kind of like looking down, thinking really, really hard. Uh. And then you look at your feet, and all of a sudden, on either side of you. There's an uncountable amount. It's almost like if you put two mirrors next to each other and you see all the, the, the reflections going out in this sort of infinite circles like that, but it's just a line. And you move, and the images are, are separate. They're separate yous. And you watch as they slowly start to come in closer. And they move. They mimic you exactly as you're moving and they start getting getting in closer, and you watch as the one that's next to you, it, its skin starts to overlap with yours, and it moves in and in and in as these lines sort of coalesce around you, and then instantly, just your 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 vision goes white, and it all you almost hear what sounds like like a train whistle, um, but a train whistle overlaid with like a, a glacier cracking. And then nothing, and it, it's like a good, a good th- like three or four seconds where you, everything around you is is nothing. It's not even like white. It's that your your body just has no sensations, and then you're back. Everything's okay. Danny, hmm. uh, hey, hey, buddy, Danny, what 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 happened? I I don't know. You spaced out. Are you are you all right? Yes, I think so. I, I, did you hear a noise? It kind of sounded like a train whistle and a glacier cracking, or at least what I imagined that would sound like, because I've never heard that before. I don't even really know anyone who has, and I'd be really impressed if someone has heard that before, because that seems like that'd be a really interesting sound to hear. Okay. Uh, yeah, never heard a glacier. South California, remember? Um, yes, I remember. Okay, well, first of all, let's like I I feel a little bit too out in the open here. Let's let's find somewhere else to talk. Uh I guess we'll skip duck duck juice. Let's just head to my my house. Okay. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to see that duck right now. Yeah, fair enough. He is pretty creepy. But that's some good juice, man. He gets my name wrong every single time. I think he's just trying to joshy, bro. I don't know why anyone would do that. And that's also the name. That's the name of a person. Yeah. It's just a, it's a saying. It just means like, get your goat, like poke fun at you. Yes. I don't have a goat, but I understand. I understand poking fun of. Yeah. It's kind of a jerk move. And I mean, he's got his hand like chopped up in a blender like three times. Dude should learn. Yes. I suppose that's true. Let's go to your house. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I think we just beeline it. Uh, cut through all the back alleys. Like you just you beeline it. Yeah, as fast all as right. we can. Okay, so you are you beeline it. And you're you're heading off towards your house, and we come back to Dottie. Uh, Dottie, you are standing once again in the familiar foyer of Woodmore Manor. But like a lot of things that you have seen, it's different. Instead of the the deep red velvet curtains that you had seen when you had gone there with uh, Chad, uh, with Chad along with like the stuffed animals and and other things, uh, you see these beautiful open curtains that are these sort of robin's egg blue. Everything sort of trained. You see the fresh flowers sort of put on banisters and whatnot, and it is. Uh, some light classical music kind of drifts from speakers somewhere you're not sure where, um, and yeah, it is. You don't, you never, you could never really think of of this sort of northwestern log cabin architecture as light, but somehow this one is pulling it off. Well, I can see that they are using a lot of overhead lighting, and there's some some lighter oak kind of being um, pushed here and there. Um, wow. Is this home? Yeah. Dottie, it is. Uh, your mom kind of says, and she, 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 you know, you're, you're pretty good at reading body language. She's smiling at you, but like her eyes are looking at her dead like, um, this isn't good. This isn't good at all. Hey, um, just hey, curiosity. Uh, how many terms did Abraham Lincoln serve? Three, the normal. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, where are my good friends, uh, Shad and, um... Whatever goofballs he's always hanging around with, because I'm sure they're just my favorites. Your mom looks at you, like, really confused. Like, never mind, never mind. Maybe not, maybe not. Um, how about my sworn enemies, uh, Danny and Lucas? Where would they be? Uh, I didn't... I didn't know you and Danny were fighting. Oh, are we not? That's okay. <laughs> sweetheart, sweetheart, is everything okay? Actually, you know, of course we wouldn't be fighting, because we should be fighting. Uh, where and your mom, is Danny your, these days? Your mom kind of kneels down in front of you and, like, lightly takes you by the shoulders. I think I've got to uh, actually study for a test uh, with Danny. We still do no. tests, right? Dottie, Dottie, Dottie. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're on, it's okay. Just, it's not okay, but just we're here to we're we're here to support you. It's we're gonna get oh, you help. Oh, do you, do you think All I'm right? on drugs? I'm on the drugs, as they say. That I I I uh I smoke all of the cocaine, as it were. I, 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 I don't know. Well, I if so, I better focus on my studies in order to avoid such evil wiles. Better go study with Danny. I should go over to his house and finish studying. Don't you? No, no, no. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm. We're pretty sure. Just oh, but stay what here, if honey. I fall into the paths of vice? Oh no! I be sure to fail my test, and then, gosh, Mongolia, okay. I'll just be a master criminal. All right, the sarcasm really isn't needed. Uh, you've been asking, you've been acting really weird. I, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being very concerned about my future. I just, I just, I, I told Danny I would study with him, and you know how he is. However he is. How is he? Just... Tomorrow... Let, let me call... We'll call Dr. Peters, and you can you can talk to him. I, I, it's been a while, but I, I think he did you good before. I don't think it's think that big of a deal to just want to study with my friend. I mean, what time is it? I have lost count of the time. What time is it? It's... 
And she like pulls out a pulls out um a, a phone and opens it, um, and looks and she's like, I mean, it's about, it's two. You, where's your phone? Two in at night. Two in the afternoon. Oh, gee. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know why I thought it was night. I, I felt like I was in that police station. I should definitely be able to go over and see Danny at two in the afternoon. Come on. And just let me go study. I'm being a good girl. In every single universe, being a good girl is good. Yes, and we are. And, and it's it's okay. It's all right. Um, it's all right. Just... Know that we're here for you, and it would do us, it would do me and your father some good if you just talk to Dr. Peters tomorrow, okay? You can go study Sure, I can't wait to talk to Dr. Peters tomorrow about all, all of right. this and finally get the CAT scan that I am denied in every reality. All right, I'm, I'm going to see you later. <laughs> right. I'm going over to Danny's house. Okay, hon. Just to make sure, what is his address? I want to be sure about that because things have just been in random, weird, strange spots lately. Just wanting to make very clear about that. She has a look of extreme apprehension on her face. Um, how about this? We can call Danny and have him come here. How does that sound? You know what? That sounds fine. That's great. All right. Okay. Okay, sweetheart. All right. And your mom kind of lets out a little bit of a sigh of relief. Well, could, well, the the study the study should be set up. Um, it should be good. Uh, do you want do you want anything? We can make snacks, get drink. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I've had two paninis today. I'm not sure I'm ready for a third. <laughs> but okay. you know what? Yeah, Maybe I'll... I want to keep the theme going. I'll have a panini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we'll make we'll make some paninis. Um, we'll make we'll have some paninis and other like little sandwiches brought up. And uh, well, d- dudes, does is there anything we need to worry about with with Danny? Um, just not not in that sense, but just I know he, you know how Danny is, and we just want to make sure that he's good here. Anything that you can think of? Uh, how do you mean? Is he, um, is he a little bit literal sometimes? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's okay. literal. Yeah, oh, he's, well, thank God he hasn't kid. changed. Um, no, everything should be fine. Everything will be good. Okay. All right, um. At that, like, little bit, she's a little, once again a little glance of concern. Um, all right, uh, okay. Well, uh, you know where the study is. It's upstairs. Take a left, go up the banister. Large, double wooden doors. Mm-hmm. That I okay. should actually know where it is, and then you should feel fine because I know okay. where the study is. Off All the right. study now. And you guys very awkwardly part, very very <laughs> awkwardly. And as you guys are parting, we cut back to Danny and Lucas. So yeah, you guys uh, come towards Lucas's house, and Lucas. Um, uh, yeah. When, so when, I walk up and I knock on the door. Uh, uh, before or, you knock up, you or actually, notice, I guess I have the key. Like, I'll pull out my key. Well, before you before you walk up, it's 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 your house. You know, you can see that it's your house. But if things have changed, there has been additions, and it's it's a lot bigger, and it's so much more pristine than than it was. And I mean, there are whole new sections of house that you have not seen before. Oh wow! Oh yeah! Oh, and you do you. Oh, you shit. do not see your mother's car in the driveway. Oh my gosh, uh, Danny. Maybe I don't. Uh, well, my house is different too. Uh, I'm gonna look in the mailbox uh, to see what the names are on the mail. You open up the mailbox and uh, you see the name uh, Midas Santiago on a few bills and whatnot. Is my mom's name on anything? Uh, not that you can read. Huh. Um, and as you're doing that, you suddenly hear, Hey! What do you think you're doing? Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I hope you've been enjoying Strangers in the Pines. I wanted to let you know that we're currently creating a new Powered by the Apocalypse game called Dust World. It's in the same setting as our podcast, if you're familiar with that. 
the new rules and the flavor really help the game flow and enable it to create those epic dramatic scenes like you might find in anime. If you're interested in checking that out, check out the link in the description. Also, you can always join our email list for when we are going to kickstart that or other news about what the RPG Empire is up to, and that is also in the description. So a lot of good stuff going on in the description. Don't forget you can find us on social media at the RPG Empire. We're everywhere. Now back to the show. And you see sort of this... Jinx. <laughs> okay. Roll it. Because <laughs> Danny, Danny's head would like snap up at this and he'd become very, very scared all of a sudden. So yeah. Um, all right. I got a seven. So seven is uh, hold one. Uh, interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. <laughs> okay. Um, so you curse him, uh, you hex him, and you watch as this sort of probably early, either late 50s or early 60s uh, sort of tall his, uh, Hispanic man goes to like go down his front stairs, hits that front stair, and just tumbles. No harm, <laughs> no. <laughs> no harm, no harm. <laughs> no, no. He you, he hits the ground and just to the uh, breath going like... <gasps> He's like he's sitting there. He's just kind of rocking, just looking at you guys. And it's weird because you guys didn't like immediately bolt, so you're just kind of standing, standing there, sort of <laughs> eyes locked. Does he like man that... rolls right to our feet? <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like is he is um, he doing the Peter Griffin thing? Like, uh, hey, uh, Uncle, uh, Great Uncle Midas, it's me, uh, Lucas. Lucas? Uh, yeah. I mean, unless I'm already inside, then forget anything I just said. <laughs> uh, no, uh, who's, who's bar are you? What? It's, uh, it's been a while since I've been in contact with the, the family, or who's bar are you? Uh, are you Who's son? Oh, uh, J- Jasmine? Santiago and Dusty? Ah. Of course. Lucas. Ah, it's been been too long. You, I've, I haven't seen you since you were Yator. Um, he's like, ah, oh, come inside, come inside. Do You and, you and a friend. Uh, this is Danny. Hey, God, real quick, how much how much would Danny uh, know? How much would have Lucas have shared with Danny about his great uncle and things like that? Um, you definitely would what? know my great uncle was dead. Okay, um, and because we've been hanging out in his lab a little bit, uh, and or at least not dead. Like we don't know for sure he's dead. We just knew he disappeared like a long time ago, and his will like left the house to. Um, I'm thinking that he is the uncle, or like, yeah, the uncle of my father. So Diego, um, whose nickname is Dusty. And so it was left to my father, but my father was has also passed away. And so all of it was uh, given to my mom. As, as you, as we're walking, Danny, Danny would, um, and, and let me know. I know, I know that this is like a move that I took and, uh, uh, but I want to be sure that, uh, I mean, I, you know, there was the whole thing about if Danny can actually do this like on command or not. Um, so I'm actually going to say like, I was going to do telepathy to Lucas. Oh, that works too. Okay. So, so Danny just, uh, and maybe, maybe the, maybe the, uh, idea here is that, uh, Danny's not super smooth about it. Maybe Danny actually like whips his head towards Lucas and his eyes get kind of wide <laughs> and uh and he uses telepathy and he says um Lucas, I thought you told me that your great uncle was dead. Uh Lucas looks a little bit like um surprised and then thinks like back at him. Uh he was dude parallel universe. I don't know. Just go with oh, it. Oh yes, that's that's right. I forgot about um, that. And as you do you guys do you guys enter the house and 
you guys are sort of walking through the floor, you see the old couch, and as you guys pass by the, the, the couch, he suddenly just immediately slams his fist down on the side, and this, this, these walls of blue energy instantly form around you guys. In the middle of you, you look down and you see the, where these uh, these boards that that look like stereotypical wooden floorboards, where they the seams where they meet, this blue light is running running up, and he whips around and he goes, "Who are you? What are you doing here? Who oh, sent you? Oh, oh God! Uh, holy shit! Grand, uh, great uncle? Do I just call you grandpa? I don't know. Great grandpa, uncle, uh, chill out, dude. It's really us. Um, also, uh. Hang on one second. Aid, aid. This is Lucas Santiago. Aid, can you hear me? Please take this force field down. I don't want to fry again. That was really painful. It's very weird. Uh, aid appears and he goes, uh, "Voice, voice recognition, voice profile not recognized." Lucas Santiago, come on, man. I named you Graham. Voice remember? profile not recognized. And as you as you keep saying that, and you summon aid. He, your your uncle, like calms down a little bit. And uh, you watch as he like moves over to this grandfather clock and touches a, a panel on the side, and it moves back, and he pulls out this strange. It's weird. It's like imagine if you took the like the vacuum stretchy nozzle, um, the vacuum stretchy nozzle, and put a big Te- sort of the sack technical on the term for it. <laughs> the, yeah, the squishy nozzle part, the no- the snozzle. Uh, you t- you uh, take a snozzle attachment. Uh, stick the it onto this large. Taste like schnozberries. Yes, yeah, schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Um, this large sort of teardrop-shaped container that has like this uh, this teardrop-shaped container. Um, and you see that he puts like this. Uh, he puts the the container on his shoulder, and it's sort of you see this sort of black, almost uh like fabric spread out and kind of wrap around him like a harness as he holds this uh the schnozzle end at you. And clicks a button, and the and the force field lowers, and he kind of steps back a little bit. Uh, are you gonna vacuum us, dude? I mean, I know we're dirty. I mean, your house is really clean, so I I get it. Who are you? Who am Why I? Are you here? Who are you? I told you, Lucas, freaking Santiago. I don't know. Luke, I'm Luke, man. Diego's son, Luke. My brother doesn't have a son. And what? Jasmine, his wife, died many, many years ago. Uh, are you serious? I think with that, Lucas uh, starts to have a little bit of a panic attack and starts doing this thing where he taps his fingers to his thumbs, um, which he does to try and, like, soothe himself because the thing inside of him gets very aggressive when he gets like emotionally unstable and uh um, and you actually notice this, he... this this sort of like world this sort of shattering uh shattering moment where you sort of hear your mom's that you feel this panic this like deep well of where you feel this pain in your stomach where it clenches from this instant sort of stress um and you watch as your 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 skin starts to turn mottled and is almost like rippling a little bit, and it's it's doing it like in in sort of not in like a particular frequency or anything, but just like little bits of it sort of ripple and bubble as you your body sort of stays there, and you can you can feel yourself. You are literally having to hold yourself together right now. Yeah, I so, think I'm just taking some like deep breaths. So so real quick here, uh, um, you know, Danny being very much uh, in tune with you know, people and, and everything, uh, that would really freak him out. Cause Lucas is always like a, a source of cool and calm and collected. Right. And so, uh, uh, Danny gets freaked out. I think Danny would jinx, you know, he, he would just jinx, uh, uh, reflexively, reflexively. Yeah. And, uh, and it would, yeah. it would be a good, yeah. 10. We'll roll it up. Boom. Okay. Let's see. 10. Another 10. 10. Yep. So I got a, a, a two. Um, so I'm definitely going to um, help a hunter, giving them plus one forward. Uh, and it says by interfering with their enemies. So, so you know, uh, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like the how straps you want to break or that. something. <laughs> yeah. R- distracts him or, or maybe, you know, Danny uses, you know, 
Denny somehow puts thoughts into, into his head of like, you know, like empathy thoughts, you know, uh, uh, to, to make him say something or whatever. But um, huh. um, I also think maybe the target finds something that you left for them. I think uh, uh, Danny just happened to see a picture of uh, Lucas's dad and mom. Uh, like on a wall or like sitting on some piece piece of furniture somewhere, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And okay, it, I, li- I like this. Is, I like this. Is uh um, and 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 I don't know if Lucas is looking at the at the ground. If if Lucas Prob- is like probably looking, the ground, yeah. So I think what happens is that picture just kind of shakes a little bit and then flies over and then like uh, uh, lands right in front of Lucas uh, where he's looking at the ground, like slides right his, right to my feet. Yeah, right yeah. to his and feet. And that's sort of, it's sort of that happened and you sort of unleash this energy from within yourself, this sort of now that you you're you've used it more, you're aware of it, it feels like it does feel like this sort of heat inside you and you release it and it, it is the sort of moment where you're um you take that first deep breath of like winter air on like a uh like while you've just come away from a fire and you can feel the cold inside you sort of fill you back up as this heat heads out. And you watch as Lucas. You feel your your body and your your mind just reeling with this notion that your mother is gone. You don't know where you are. You don't know what happened, but she is gone, and you don't know if you will ever see her again. And you're you're losing. You're losing it. But then you feel this warmth, and it's comfortting. It's mm-hmm. like you're. It, all, all you can think of is just you're in bed and you're so tired. You're so tired, and you see your mom come in from late shift, and your eyes are just cracked enough that she can't tell you're sleeping or you're awake. And she kind of comes up and just takes the covers and just pulls them up. Just the gentlest motion, that sort of warmth of that warm blanket moving, moving up, and you, you feel your body slowly start to coalesce more, and and your becomes un unmodeled it still occasionally has these patches where it switches from like normal skin into like muscle and sinew but it's holding together so much well as you so much better as you feel this kind of comfort um so you get plus one on any sort of existing checks with that mental knowledge if okay. it comes into play then i will then it'll it'll come into play more and as you say that uh, Danny, you are you. You have that that energy released, and you know you need Lucas to sort of want him and need him to be how he was. It's you know you don't. I'd say Danny is not necessarily the biggest fan of change, and so with this out there, sort of this small f- picture in this like either brass or like maybe a gold plate frame falls off the. Um, falls off the mantle and it's no longer like sort of the coincidence it falls off the mantle and sort of sl- and slides almost like a, on a literal slide this kind of cushion takes it down and it lands right in front of Lucas and Lucas you see a picture that you've never seen before but it's a good picture and it is your mother and your father and there's somewhere you can tell it, it's California because you can see the the Pacific Ocean and and the beach and and you know what it looks like you've seen it before and you see them and they're in this sort of old beat up you don't know what it is maybe this sort of Corolla and they're sitting there and your mom is sort of cutely hugging your dad by the neck and he's got this this sort of jovial grin on his face and they're sort of standing there and up on this sort of overlook over the ocean you see some a little bit of grass in the frame and it's just this moment where you look at them and you see your mom and your dad and they are both very happy and it's it's just enough to sort of get you over that that hump yeah knowing I, that i think i reach down and i pick it up and i just like stare at it and a couple of tears like fall from my eyes and i look up and I, I... And as you're as you're sort of looking at it, and as you're getting ready to look up, you feel a, a hand on your your shoulder, as your uncle sort of just taps you and goes, "Kamal, make you something to drink, drink, and uh, you can tell me, tell me, tell me what, tell me your story, both of you." Uh, as he sort of takes off what was on his shoulder and sets it aside, as he heads back towards your kitchen. 
Awesome. And with that, we're going to cut back to Dottie. So, Dottie, you're kind of chilling in the in the study, and it's actually amazing. It's you remember seeing it when the uh, Woodmores ran it, but now it is once again the sort of heavy drapery and and sort of rustic and and leather chairs and whatnot have been removed and replaced with these light blue curtains. They're open. You see this beautiful, uh, beautiful light filling the room. And all these books are now sort of illustri- are, are kind of shown, and a lot of them you remember from the Woodmore were much older sort of editions, but these are old books, new books, things on uh, to- topics of all types, from science to philosophy. All of these just beautiful, wonderful books, um, and you actually see these sort of f- newly installed. They they managed to get them to look rather well, look really good, but these sort of almost. Uh, succulent gardens, where you see all these little air plants that are just sort of hanging around, and you actually see a small tabby cat uh, come around from a pillar and sort of and come up to you and start rubbing against your leg. Aww. Now I start petting it and rubbing its head, and I say to myself, you know, I could really get used to this. (laughs) And that scares the shit out of me. I've got to get out of here. This is wrong. This is wrong. Even if I'm, if I find my parents annoying, they're still my parents, and these people aren't. Um, I'm going to roll to investigate a mystery and see if there's anything in these books that's about um, science or alternate realities. Absolutely, roll away. All right, uh, seven. All right, what's being concealed here? I. Hmm. So you actually, you do, and you search around a little bit, and you find something called quantum, entang- uh, quantum entanglement and the effect of quartz upon, upon, quantum, uh, upon quantum entanglement. You're there, and you're starting to read through, and you, it's, you've seen this book, and it's something that's definitely, it's a sort of an out-there theory, so it was put aside a little bit, and you're reading it, and you're seeing... This, these pictures of of these magnets around pieces of corpse, quartz and the way that the, the density around them warps um, and these electromagnetic readings that possibly indicate to the ability to shift through either either use them to create wormholes um, or possibly time travel and it's you, you've seen things where you, you kind of look in the index and it says it's sort of like an ancient alien style uh, book, and you sort of flip through, flip through it a little bit more, and you see notable notable locations of possible former UFO transportation sites. Are oh God! Here. And you see, <laughs> yeah. and you see pit, but you see pictures of these caves, and these caves made of this white, what you once thought was marble, uh, lined with these silver lines, with what you once thought was silver. Um, and you see, you see this and you remember, this is where, this is what the cave that the burrowers were in looked like. And this is the cave that the teleporter was in. And this is what it looked like. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. So, seems pretty simple. Get back to the cave. Develop time travel. As one does, um, just you know, fling magnets around. How do they work? Who knows? And what works out? Yeah, you know, I, I think this is a cinch, All which I've is ironic to... because that's kind of exactly how the book reads. <laughs> <laughs> there is a chapter just entitled "Magnets." How do they work? And then, <laughs> Mag- it's, it's just magnets, and then a big question, question mark, mark next yeah. to it. <laughs> a couple oh, blank pages. It's next a chapter mark. And then it says magnets, and then another question mark. <laughs> magnets. Oh. Magnets? And the the book, the entire font is Comic Sans. Oh. No. <laughs> no. That never that's that's what we're that's they never moved away from Comic Sans. That is the default. Nope, that is nobody the default ever font of I'm writing a manuscript right now. It is in Times New Roman. It, 
Alright, so now I just have to wait for Danny someday to come. Hmm. Hmm. How long is he going to take? Hmm. How punctual is Danny? Hmm. You're gonna wait there for a little while and then you see your your mom come in and she goes, Um, hey, we called uh we called Danny's folks and uh, after school, I mean, he he hasn't gotten home yet. Um, when he when he does, uh, he, uh, they said uh, they said they'll call us. Um, was he gonna did was he gonna come up here? I mean, what was the plan with you guys? I I mean, I could uh, yeah, we were gonna meet um somewhere. I mean, and we could meet here. Hey, um. Uh, Mom. Yeah? Uh, what are your thoughts on that little mountain ridge, you know, that's a little away from town? You know? Well, uh, they're very scenic. I, I very much enjoy them. I mean, we've done some, some mineral tests there, and yeah, there's, I mean, there's some good stuff in there, but... I've, oh. I've, I've, but it's national forest, so I, you know, we gotta preserve, we gotta preserve the land around us. And besides, you know, we we've real, we're we're trying to work harder on cutting back on the materials we use and stuff like that. And so we've actually reduced a lot of costs. Geothermal power—it's the best way. It's literally the energy of the earth. Hey, you know, could you, um, um do you have like a blueprint of that just for funsies? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd take a little bit. It's not, obviously, we don't have it here at the house. Um, but, I mean, are you doing a project or something? I mean, me and your dad, we we have some time if you, if you'd want. I mean, we're all, it's very, we didn't, I didn't even know you were interested in, 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 in me and your dad's work. Uh, just, you know, um, it's always nice to, um, find ecological solutions to things. I mean, it would be crazy. Just crazy if we'd never found that and instead lived in a crappy world where everything was just based about extracting oil from the ground. Wouldn't that suck? <sighs> well, you know... Good thing that got you, solved. Yep, yeah, you learn and you live, and I mean, we, we haven't we haven't gotten away, but we're, we're, we're trying to open a... a uh, we're working on probably a seventh plant. We're trying to find good places down in the southwest for it, but uh, we're thinking we're probably going to go for more solar. Um, we're thinking down there most most definitely. Solar and wind. Uh, we haven't found any real good geo geothermal spots, but I mean uh, the one that we did over in the Appalachians is, isn't doing half bad. It was a little bit deeper dig, but so far it's been rather good. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, you know, I bet that really put the town on the spot when you guys figured that out, didn't it? Ah, I, you know, nah, I don't, we've just done what we 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 could and what we thought people would like here, and I mean, we're not, it's not going to be any Seattle or anything, or, or, or Portland, but I mean, you know. But, you know. There are a few things, there's, there's nice to have some niceties, I hope, I mean, I know you really like, you like architecture, and, and so I hope I haven't disturbed, disturbed it too much. Uh, uh, uh. No, it, no, I just, uh, I mean, how would I know? Like, was this before I was born or after I was born? You know, I, I, listen, listen, I got out of the bed the wrong way today. I didn't even get out the side. I just fell up. (laughs) You you know how it does as, as it so happens. Sometimes you just fall up out of bed and then you miss the floor and then you're flying. Um, so I'm just asking weird questions, you know, just having a laugh. Is that okay. it? No, is that a is that a hitchhiker's reference? I, yeah, I guess. I didn't know you were the hitchhikers. I never. I, I think. How did I know that? Oh well. Um, but anyway. Um, but I wait. Mean, are you? Yeah, you know, I just read random books. Um, anyway, yeah. I, since when? I what? How so? I hang out at the library all the time. Uh, so, Dottie, you were you were in the library, and you were sort of sitting there. You were reading, and you 
you had sort of talking. You were talking to your mom about the business, and, and she's kind of looking at you. And then you hear a, a, a clock chime, um, and she looks and goes, two ah, thirty. Hon, I, I've got to go. Um, when Danny gets here, Danny gets here, and just hey, me and your me and your dad are, are here for you. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> well, definitely taken an interesting turn. I don't know what happened, but going to be interesting. Um, but I'll talk to you later. And she sort of heads off and you're left alone in the in the library with your, your thoughts for a little bit. And as that happens, we cut back to Lucas and Danny. And they, you are sitting in your uncle's kitchen. And he looks at you and he's made some hot cocoa. It's He goes, it's, I know it's a little bit on the nose, but uh, here. And he passes it over, and um, so you guys break into it. Danny, it's, it's really good. It's you know, it's real good. Uh, Lucas, you sip yours, and you suddenly feel this this teeny little bit of heat on the back of your tongue, and you realize that you haven't had hot chocolate like this since you last visited your grandmother. She she always adds a little bit of chili powder into her her cocoa, and and um. And it gives it a, a little bit of kick on the end of it. So, so that would be my grandfather's wife or his mom, like my great grandmother. No, uh, his bro, uh, his bro, uh, his sister, your your great uncle's sister. Okay. And he he looks and he goes, "So, how's the cocoa? It is okay." Yeah, I I look at him with like a, I think a little bit of tear kind of just still coming down from kind of all this emotional stuff. And I'm, and I'm like, it tastes, it tastes just like abuelas. Yeah. I'm, who do you think she learned it from? <laughs> I'm going to cut to the chase here and say that you two are probably very disoriented. Are you not? Uh, yeah. So this is going to sound super weird. But try me. I think we're from a parallel dimension. I it, that is a fair assumption. Come with me. Well, that's it for this episode of Strangers in the Pines. Don't forget to check us out on social media at the RPG Empire. Have an awesome day and play on.